And so we talked last, um, two weeks ago, I guess it was, about the ways of God and how God's ways are higher than our ways. Have you found that out? His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. I'm so glad about that because sometimes even my highest thought doesn't even come close to his lowest thought. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. He wants to give you his thoughts. He is a miracle-working God. He loves to work wonders in your life. You know, a wonder is something that causes people to stand up and take notice that God is there. That he has been present. You can see his fingerprints all over situations. You can see his hand and the arm of God, amen, moving in people's lives. People may wonder what happened here. I mean, people may even be amazed at what happened. But I'll tell you, God will make a way for you in the wilderness. And he will create rivers in dry places. Amen? Oh, he's the author of that. And he loves to do it. And so... I just want to encourage you tonight, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're stepping out into, don't give up. Give in. Give in to the ways of God. He will make a way and give in to the walk of God. We're going to talk about the walk of God and the win of God tonight. And so in part one, I shared a couple of quotes. I talked about Vince Lombardi's quote. He was one of the greatest and most winning coaches in the NFL. And he said what? You all remember? Winners never quit and quitters never win. We talked about Winston Churchill and how he said, if you're going through hell, keep going. And how about Kenneth Hagin Jr.? I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. Amen? We said these quotes are very powerful because they're true. And not only are they true, they're tried and proven. They're TP'd. And that makes them so much more meaningful when you see somebody living this word. Amen? And you see them operate in it. And you see it manifesting in their lives and showing up in their lives. I'll tell you, that's very meaningful. And so we talked about several people. We talked about... uh, If you remember the testimony about Florence, Florence Chadwick, uh, if you didn't, if you weren't here and you didn't hear the message, I'm just going to encourage you to go ahead and go on our website, listen to it, or perhaps go on social media, find it there. Um, It was really um, an encouraging message, I believe. And so uh, we gave lots of examples, too, about what causes people to give up and what to do when you feel like giving up. And we talked about how Pastor Mark talked about his quote, uh, that powerful, purposeful prayer. It does what? It paves the way for the impossible to become possible. So what is powerful prayer? What What makes prayer powerful? Powerful prayer is simply faith-filled prayer. Faith-filled prayer. And as believers, it should be our way of life. It should be the way that we live, the way that we move, and the way that we have our being. 
It's like breathing. I love the song that we sing, that new song. It is your breath in my lungs. And so I pour out my praise unto you. It's his breath. It's his faith. He's dealt to every man the measure of faith. Amen? And it's his breath and his faith. And so, you know, it's, it's just a powerful thing to just stop and recognize that we have the God of the universe, the creator of all things, living on the inside of us. Are you God inside-minded? Are you faith inside-minded? Do you know that all things, all things are possible to him that believeth? Amen. 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 We're going to talk about that walk of faith. And in Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, it says this, For therein is the righteous of God, revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall do what? Live by faith. Isn't that just what we were saying? We've got to live by faith. Amen. You know, it was first written in Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4, where it says, but the just shall live by faith. And I want to back up just a little bit and look at verses 1 through 3 to see what was preceding that statement. So let's look at verse 2. It says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain. Make it, mark it upon tablets that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, do what? Wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Then it goes on to say in verse 4, Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him. But, again, the just shall live by faith. I love that it's speaking about vision here. Because vision is purpose. And people are always looking for, what is my purpose? And God wants to give you a vision for your life. Something that you can walk out because you see it's so important. We know that the scripture says that without vision, people do what? They perish. They perish in their soul. Without revelation from God. The the voice translation says this, without revelation from God, the people run wild. Have we not seen that happening? And so much the more we need to pray for insight and revelation and for the eyes of the understanding of people to be enlightened and flooded with light, flooded with revelation of who he is. Amen? Hallelujah. Vision is simply the prophetic voice of God speaking to you. What is he saying to you? What is he showing you? Will you not heed it? Amen? Glory to God. He'll make a way for it. And his vision is always, as you always hear me say, bigger than your hand. 
It's bigger than what you can do and what you can accomplish. Because God wants us to trust in Him. And He has great plans for us. Amen? Amen. And so, hallelujah, walking in faith. The walk of faith. We can't give up in this earth life. We've got to give in to what? The walk of faith. That's the way of God. It's his way. You know, there's many walks. The Bible talks about not walking according to the flesh. Psalms 1 says, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Why? Because there's a consequence for walking in that place and sitting in that place. Amen? So he admonishes us. He tells us. He commands us, walk not there. That's not a walk we want to be on. So, what walk do we want to be on? Well, tonight, again, we're talking about the walk of faith. And 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it defines that walk. We're to walk like this. We're to walk by faith and not by sight. Everybody say it again with me. I will walk by faith and not by sight. Not by what I see, not by what I feel, not by what I don't see, not by what I know. I'm going to walk by faith. So make that decision. That every day, not only are you going to walk by faith, you're going to live by faith. It's going to be like breath to you. Amen? Galatians 5, 6 says this. It says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, here's what I know, as Keith Hershey would always say in our little lives. (laughs) Here's what I've learned. When you walk like this, when you live like this, life does not get easier. But you get stronger. You get stronger. I'm telling you, you get so strong in the Lord and in the power of his might that no demon, no devil in hell is going to stop the plan, the will, and the purpose for your life. Amen? Because you're going to walk by faith to attain it. Hallelujah. And that's a daily walk. It's a daily walk. It's not like what out there where, okay, I'm going to get to that destination. No, it's not a destination. It's a journey. It's a walk. It's a way of life. Amen? So, when you're walking through the wilderness, or when you're walking through hard or even dry places, and we all do, Don't give up. Walk in the spirit. Walk in faith. There's so many walks the word talks about. Walking in authority. Amen? Walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Walking in love. To walk with God, it is just vital. It's so vital that you keep the word in your heart and in your ears. Because faith comes by hearing... And hearing by the word of God. So, it's like this. If you want to travel from here to Hawaii, 
You've got to go to the Oakland airport or whatever airport, and you've got to get on a flight, you've got to board it, and you've got to travel across. If you don't go to the airport, guess what? Tomorrow you're going to be in California. And so if you want to travel the journeys and the adventures of life with God and walk with him, you've got to take your, uh, you've got to take your faith and sojourn. Amen? And that's how you get there. Faith is heaven's currency. And the walk of faith is so vital. You know, according to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it says this. Now faith is. Now. Right now. Now faith is. What is it? It's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance or the confidence of the thing we hope for. Faith is the ingredient that creates what we're hoping for. So this past weekend, you know, it was raining outside and kind of cold. And there was a whole lot of baking going on at my house. And my kitchen was filled with the aroma of peanut butter cookies and snickerdoodles and chocolate chip and oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. And they smelled so good and they looked so good. But no, I did not give in to those cookies. (laughs) My family said, oh, you could have just one. I said, no, I can't. And so, no, I won't. (laughs) So I stood strong. But to make the cookies, you need ingredients. And the ingredients like, for example, flour and butter and eggs and, you know, sugar, baking powder, whatever else you're going to put in, chips, whatnot. And so faith is the ingredients for your cookies. That which you hope for. So if hope is your plate of cookies, faith is your ingredient. Amen? Amen. Verse 2 of chapter 11 says this. It says that by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. That tells me they received something. They received the end of their faith. And you will too. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, Though faith, through faith, we understand that the worlds, or really it's the ages, not just the cosmos, the ages, that the ages were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. But without faith, in verse 6 it says, It is impossible to please God. See how faith is so important to God? He wants you to trust him. It says, for he that comes to God must do what? Must believe that he is. And that he is what? He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That means you've got to stay with some things. You've got to stay with it. Amen? Now, a reward is something that adds to you. 
It's not something that is taken away from you. So if you want things added to you through faith, amen, we obtain the promises. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say it. I won't give up. I'm giving in to the walk of faith. Let's go down and look at verse 7. It says this in verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house by that which he uh, condemned the world and became heirs of righteousness, which is by faith. Now, it says here that he was what? He was moved with fear. I thought that was interesting. Moved with fear. What does that mean? We haven't been given the spirit of fear, right? So what does that mean? He was moved with fear. Well, it's not speaking about the fear that has torment. It's not talking about the kind of fear that's the spirit of fear. It's not talking about simply having anxiety. You know, for example, people have social anxiety and The fear of rejection causes them to withdraw and not want to be around people. How about levels of perfection we need to attain to be accepted? How about the fear of past failures? It's not that kind of fear where it holds you back and say, I'm not going to step out again because I failed and I don't like that feeling. I don't want to do that again. Oh no, that's not the spirit that abides in you. You don't have that spirit. You have the spirit of courage and the spirit of might abiding in you. And you're just going to, when I fall, hey, I shall arise. Amen. Amen. You're going to get up on your feet and you're going to keep walking. And you're going to walk the walk. Amen? Amen. And so don't let that kind of fear, the kind that has torment, the spirit of fear, don't allow it into the driver's seat of your life. Don't let it control your automobile. Amen? Hallelujah. Be like Carrie Underwood. Let Jesus take the wheel. Amen? Let Jesus take the wheel. Glory to God. That kind of fear, the fear that we were just describing, it's the kind that wants to control your decisions. And the kind that sometimes will cause you to lean to your own understanding. But God says, don't do that in his word. He says, in all your ways, in all your decisions, acknowledge me. Because I want to direct your path. I want to lead you somewhere. I'm taking you somewhere. Are you willing to come with me? And he's stretching his hand out. And he's saying, come. Just like he did to Peter. Do you think Peter was afraid to get out of that boat and step onto the water? But he knew the voice of the master. And when you know God's voice and you know God is speaking to you, you're going to get up and you're going to get out of the boat. And you're going to find yourself walking on the water. Because you know what? You're water walkers. That's who you are. You're water walkers. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 12, 2 says this. It says, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to the spirit of fear. But be transformed. How are we transformed? By the renewing 
of our mind. So when you say, I can't, and I'm afraid, God says you can't step out in faith. Amen? He says, come. Come on now. Come on. Come on. And he's reaching his hands. And he wants you to step out of the boat. And he wants you to keep going. He wants to take you on adventures. Don't draw back. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7 says, When it says he was moved with fear, it is speaking of the fear of the Lord. Amen? The fear of the Lord. It's a reverence for God. It's a reverence and a respect for his word. The fear of the Lord, the Bible says, is the beginning of wisdom. And when you reverence his words, you know you can do so because there's a good consequence to that. There's a good consequence to obedience and to obeying. And it leads you to the promised land. So again, don't lean to your understanding. And once you get direction, here's what I want you to do. When you get direction from God, you get vision, I want you to hold on to it. Hold on to it. Hebrews 10.23 says this, hold fast. Hold fast to the profession of your faith. Let it come out of your mouth what you're believing God for. Speak to the mountains in your life. Use your words. They're filled with power. And when they're filled with faith and they're filled with power, they move mountains. Amen. Amen. So, hold fast. Hold fast to the profession of your faith without wavering. For God is faithful, just as he's promised you. You know, the Navy uses that phrase, hold fast. And it means hold fast through the storms. It means to bear down and fight through the storms. They also encourage you to grab onto something and attach to something that is solid and secure and that has weathered previous storms. And that will prevent you from being swept away. I don't want to be swept away. The enemy is the one that's seeking to sift you like wheat. But Jesus has prayed for us. Jesus is the one that's coming right alongside of us. The Holy Spirit is your standby. He's your advocate. He's your strengthener. He's your comforter. He's your guide. And he's living on the inside of you. So look to him. Amen? Look to him. God's word is solid and it's secure. And it's unchangeable. And it doesn't return void. It accomplishes that which he pleases. And it prospers in the thing whereto he has sent it. So when you speak the word, he's watching over it. And when you declare a thing, that word thing is the word rhema. If you declare a rhema, it shall be established. That's God's word. That's God's spoken word to your spirit by the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's speaking to you. Do you hear what he's saying? Hallelujah. Here's another thing. There's also an understanding amongst sailors that when you're on deck, you dedicate one hand to the ship and one hand for you. One hand to the ship and one hand for you. Why? Why? 
Because that means in order to help your crew, you've got to help yourself. You've got to help yourself first, and you've got to make sure that you're taken care of before you can help anyone else. Now that's going to preach. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hebrews 10.35 says, Cast not away your confidence. Cast not away your confidence because why? It has a great recompense of reward. There's that word again. God's a rewarder. He wants to reward you. He wants to reward your faith. It says this, but you have need of something. You have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, he that, will, that, he that shall come will come and he will not tarry. But now, here it is again, the just shall what? Great job, class. The just shall live by faith. And if any man draw back, what does God say? My soul doesn't have any pleasure in him. But we're not of those that draw back. We are not. We're the ones that persevere to the saving of the soul. Amen? Glory to God. And through the test of time, we come out on the other side. We learn the three T's. The test, the time, and the trust. Amen? What helps to get us through? Well, we just said it. The power twin. Faith and patience are the power trends. Amen? And another word for patience is the word endurance. And that is a word that's so important to our subject. Don't quit. Don't give up. Amen? Keep going. Give in. Give in to the ways, the walk, and the wind of God. And so, um, the word endurance actually means, in the Greek, that word in that particular uh, setting means consistency. Persistence. Continuance, bearing up, steadfastness, holding out. It's the capacity to continue and bear up under difficult circumstances, not with a passive complexity, but with hopeful fortitude that actively resists weariness. Do you know you have to resist weariness? You have to resist fatigue. And you have to resist defeat. Amen. You do. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Give in. Amen. Give in to the walk of the Spirit. We are going to take just a moment to talk about giving in to the wind. Giving in to, to the wind. I, I have a little story I want to share with you. Because our time is getting away from us. And I want to include this. So again, going back to the ways... God's ways are amazing. He will split the Red Sea for you and he'll take you through on dry ground. The walk of faith is the way that you're going to travel through this earth life and the way that God is going to take you from glory to glory, faith to faith, victory to victory. Amen? But then here's another question that comes up. People say, well, when? When, God, when? When is this going to happen? And I want to share a little story with you, okay? So, um, Pastors Tom and Kimberly, they'll remember this. Many years ago, we were in Oklahoma. <laughs> a couple of times. And we decided we were going to attend a brush 
Arbor meeting <laughs> with Billy Bram and Elizabeth Pruitt. <laughs> well, they didn't have an arbor, but they definitely had brush. <laughs> it was really uh, a sight to behold, and it was back in the day when everybody really dressed up. I remember I had white heels on, and we walked through this brush arbor <laughs> area that was full of what mud and dirt and rocks and all sorts of things. But the journey was really an amazing journey. It was an experience that we had together. And there was a young lady there. And this young lady, she was an amazing artist. Do you remember her? Yeah. And she had this magnificent painting that she had painted. This is out in the middle of nowhere, I'm telling you guys. And so she began to tell the story of Christopher Columbus and his first voyage to the Americas. And again, um, I, it really just like pricked my heart and I wanted to hear more about it. So I continued to study a little bit about Christopher Columbus. There's so many things that have been written about him, but I like to look at his journals. How about you? And his words and what he had to say. And so, you know, God gave Christopher Columbus the vision. He really did. And this is what he wrote. This is a quote from Christopher Columbus. With a hand that could be felt, the Lord opened my mind to the fact that we would be possibly, that it would be possible to sell from here to the Indies. So God showed him that. There's that vision we were talking about. That vision that could seem bigger than his own hand. That God showed it to him. And he goes on to say, This was a fire that burned on the inside of me. Who could doubt that this fire was merely mine, but also of the Holy Spirit? And so he had from a young boy this desire for the sea. He loved the sea. God had given him this God-given desire. And sometimes you get desires in your heart and you don't know why. You've got to follow them. You've got to develop them. You've got to let them grow. Sometimes they're just a seed. But when that seed begins to grow up, somebody will come along and water that seed. And they'll speak life to you about that seed. And that seed will begin to grow in your heart. And you'll see it clearer. And the more you walk it out, the stronger it will get. And the stronger it gets, the stronger that fire begins to burn on the inside of you. You see that vision. And, oh, Lord, you're going to help to accomplish that. Whatever it is. It may be a vision for your family. It may be a, a vision for reaching the lost. I, I don't know what it is God will put inside of you. And many times it's multiple things. Multiple things. But he gave this vision and this passion. And Columbus had a brother. And what they did is they, they actually made maps for the owners of ships to travel by. He was a great navigator. He had that gift. And Columbus himself waited for years and years for funding to be able to take this journey. But finally he set sail. And God inspired him to take a certain route. And it wasn't the normal route. It was a different route. But because he was obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. See, God gives you a vision, and then he guides you step by step by step. You won't see the whole thing. you got to take the first step. 
And when you take the first step, then something else is going to show up. But if you never take the first step, you'll never get on your journey. And so he took the first step and he headed in the direction that he felt that they should go. And as a result, what happened is he caught the trade winds and he avoided the headwinds. And so it helped him. And so the root really has uh, stood the the test of time, really it has, because for 500 years they've been taking that route. God knew that. God will show you things. Amen? Man doesn't know, but he knows. So every decision on the trip was guided by the Holy Spirit. I mean, they only made two corrections in the whole trip. And of course, you know that they had three ships, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. The Santa Maria was a flagship. And many of the ships, I mean, made, that made that trip, they were so tiny, these little ships. I mean, their deck was the size of a volleyball court. That's pretty small. And there was about 39 men aboard these ships. So that's a cramped space. And don't forget they needed supplies. They had to bring food and water and all these things to, to keep them alive. And I'm sure that it smelt lovely aboard that ship. <laughs> I'm sure. And so in the journals that he wrote in, after weeks of being on the sea, um, the men started getting a little anxious because... Where are we? You know, what's happening? And on September 23rd, 1492, the men were, again, they were anxious, they were hungry, they were fatigued, and they were suspicious of Columbus. They were getting angry at him, almost to the point of mutiny. And they began to distrust him. And that day, they murmured and they complained, and something happened. The wind ceased. And the flags came, I mean, the ships came to a halt in the sea. They couldn't sail because there was no wind. They were stalled in the middle of the sea. Tired, hungry, running out of food, angry, fearful. Amen? That's a come to Jesus moment. You know, if you just get me out of this, God, I'll serve you all my life. Well, what would they do? Suddenly, something happened very interesting. Mysterious um, wave began to rise in the sea. Now, there was no wind, but the waves began to rise. And it began to drive the ships. And they, they sailed on the waves without any wind. It was indeed a miracle in the midst of the sea, in the midst of his vision, God gave him provision. Amen? Amen. He gave them provision. And so uh, it sounds to me like God's super, his supernatural was coming on the natural. Notice how he used something natural. He used the water. And sometimes God will use natural things in your life that you're not even thinking about. You're thinking, you know, hey, he's going to do something something really supernatural. Something spectacular. But he uses what's in your hand, like Moses and Rod, right? What's in your hand? What is in your hand? 
God wants to use it. Hallelujah. And so it was a critical time that God showed up. He showed up and he guided Columbus and they finally landed safe and sound. You know, you can imagine the thrill. The one thing that they did is when they did change course, unexpectedly, Columbus said, change course. He didn't give any explanation for it. But they avoided the Canary Islands where if they would have went into that certain place there, they would have they would have shipwrecked up on the uh, reefs. But as a result of just being led by the Spirit, they ended up right where God wanted them to go. You know, the wind, W-I-N-D, of the Holy Spirit is going to come on you. Expect it. Especially in these last days. And that wind is going to carry you like the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria were carried. That wind of the Spirit's going to carry you where you need to go. You may not know the how, but you can know the who. Amen? It's going to blow on you. Expect it. So, after their time there, Columbus, I think, spent three months there, and he explored the land. He was not a perfect person. He ended up getting gold fever. He was not a perfect man. But God used him to do something very spectacular. Amen? Something very spectacular. And so, it was mainly this. This is what he wrote on January 14th, 1493. He recorded this. I have faith in our God, in our, God, in our Lord, that he who brought me here will lead me back with his compassion and mercy. No one else was supportive of me except God because he knew my heart. Mm, hallelujah. And so he returned home. But, you know, I just was so blessed by that story. Weren't you guys? It was such a blessing to see how God's hand can come on people, imperfect people, and use them. And none of us are perfect. We're all going to fall short in different ways. But don't quit. Don't give up. I'm telling you, give in. Give in to the ways, the walk, and the wind of God. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, I've been listening to this song. It's called Trust in God by Elevation you know it? I encourage you to listen to it. It'll bless you. It'll just put a big bow on this service tonight. And some of the words in it, it's, it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he answered me and that's why I trust him. I will walk by faith and I'll not walk by sight. I will trust in God. He's my savior, the one who will never fail. Now you have to hear it and you have to, I'm not, I can't sing, so I'm not going to attempt it. But I want you to listen to it. Trust in God. It will bless you. It'll put something in you. It'll encourage you. It'll lift you up. It'll help you to keep on going when you want to quit. It'll help uh, cause the winds of the Holy Ghost to arise on the inside of you and take you on, take you out, take you into 
Hallelujah. It's time, church, to step up. It's time, church, to step out. And it's time to step into some new things. There's a new anointing for you. There's a fresh anointing for you. And God wants to do some amazing things. He wants to do some wonders. Some wonders that will take people, uh, that will cause people to stand up and take notice. Because you were there. And God's in you. And they'll see he's doing something through you. And it will be a witness. You will be a witness. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Don't draw back. Don't give up. Give in. Give in to the way of God. Give in to the walk of God. Give in to the wind of the Spirit. Are you ready? Are you ready? He's ready to take you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you so much for this opportunity tonight just to be encouraged by you. Just to, Lord, open our hearts to step out. To step out of our comfort zone. To step out of things that have held us back. To lay aside weights. To lay aside sins. And to get right with you. And Father, you even said anything that's not of faith is sin. So when we draw back, we're separating ourselves from you. We're separating ourselves from what you want to do, from your plan, your will, and your purpose. But we're not of those that draw back. We're not of those that shrink back. We have your spirit in us. And we're going to walk the walks. We're going to walk in authority. And we're going to take authority. And we're going to be seated with you. And we're going to bind and we're going to loose. And we're going to heed your voice. When you say, behold, I do a new thing, it now springs forth. Do you not know it? Do you not perceive it? Will you not give heed to it? For I will make a way in the wilderness. And I will make rivers in the deserts. And you'll thrive. And you'll go. And you'll ascend up higher. For it's another assignment that he has waiting for you. But you got to take hold of it. And take hold in faith. And lift up your hand and say, here I am, Lord. Use me. You can take the coal from the fire and you can let God purify and cleanse you of any doubt, any fear.
and any unbelief. And by His grace, His Spirit does for you what you cannot do for yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to mount up with wings as eagles. And we are going to run, church. And we're not going to be weary. And we're going to walk in faith. And we're not going to faint. And we're going to see the glory of God right here in the Bay Area. We're going to see it in our neighborhood. We're going to see it in our community. We're going to see it in our homes. We're going to see it in our families. We're going to see it in our lives. We will not be denied. We will not be stopped. And we won't quit. And we won't give up. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, church. Amen. Amen and amen.